your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode is brought to you by the iOS app Locker Room. So on today's show, we will have two hosts from the Locked On Podcast Network Coming from the collegiate side of things, we have A.J. Black from Locked On Boston College and Nate Dickinson from Locked On Golden Gophers. And why those two? Because Alex Newhook, who signed his ELC, uh, just came over from Boston College, and Sampo Ranta just signed his ELC, coming over from the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And both of those guys cover those colleges as well as their hockey teams. So why not get more perspective on two of the Biggest prospects coming into the fold for the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, we are going to get to these guys momentarily. Not going to have you wait at all. Maybe just a minute or two while I tell you about Locker Room. Because uh, we've been doing Locker Room for a few weeks now. And it's uh, it, it's it's very, very fun. So if you have an Apple device and you want to join in on the talk with me or with other Avalanche fans, download the Locker Room app. should be coming for Android soon, we hope, but right now it is for iOS. So it's a perfect place to start and join a conversation about any league. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room app for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, uh, and of course, reaction to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me And if you want, have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Avalanche podcast through our locker room conversations. So be sure to join me. That show will be Thursday. We usually record those shows Thursday around 9.30. Uh, if If you download the app, create an account, follow the show, and then when I create the room, you will be notified uh, through the app notifications or through Twitter that the room is live. And then you join the room talk with other avalanche fans in the chat room. And then if you want to join me for the conversation, there's just a button you hit. I bring you into the conversation and you can ask questions or just say whatever's on your mind about the Colorado avalanche or anything. If you want to talk about star Wars, we can talk about star Wars. I don't, I'd love talking about star Wars. So, uh, but you got to download the locker room app to get that. So be sure to do that. Uh, also brought to you by built bar and builtbar.com. And it's isn't it sad that the the March Madness built bar bracket style was is is over. We had some fun with that, but our horse took the championship. Coconut brownie, coconut brownie chunk to be specific. And head over to builtbar.com right now. They have even more amazing flavors. Just because that's the best one doesn't mean the other ones aren't any good. They're all good. Uh, you got mint brownie, which is fantastic. Banana bread, which is great. Peanut butter, German chocolate. The list goes on and on. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. They are great for the keto diet, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Most bars have 19 grams of protein, 180 calories. And that low sugar is five grams of sugar. And that low carb is five grams of net carbs. 
So head over to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order at builtbar.com. All right, and as promised, we are going to dive into two of the Avalanche Most prized prospects. And what better way to do that than to talk with uh, the hosts of the Locked On shows where they played in college. So joining me now is... AJ Black from Locked On Boston College to talk some Alex Newhook. Uh, AJ, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me on. And I have to credit you for coming up with the idea. So uh, <laughs> if, if not for you, we would not be here right now. So <clears throat> not only that, you now have bragging rights to uh, the first college sports show to be on Locked On Avalanche. So where does this rank in your list of lifetime achievements? Oh, this is, uh, you know having a child and uh, getting married that's way below this <laughs> <laughs> that was the the answer i was expecting you to give uh so yeah so you uh reached out to me obviously like i said you host locked on boston college so before we dive into alex newhook why don't you give us a brief summary of yourself how you got hooked up with sure. locked on bc and any fun facts about you so if this, you know, this being an NHL podcast, you know, you're probably thinking Boston College, who the hell cares about Boston College, <laughs> but I, I have covered Boston College um, as, as like a side gig. I have, a, I have another career. And um, but it's, you know, we have a nice loyal fan base and hockey has been one, you know, obviously BC has five national championships in college hockey. They put in, you know, quite a few NHL players in their time. And uh, we have arguably the best college hockey coach in, you know, the, the world, you know, Jerry York has the record in, in terms of most wins for a college hockey coach. Um, so I, I, you know, I dove in as a, I was a student at BC. Um, Matt, I was an RA, Matt Ryan was one of my students. Oh, wow. Look I at that. Joke about that. And uh, Jared Dudley lived in my, um, he lived in my, my dorm as well. Wow. Um, <laughs> I worked for BC for a little bit. And then I just started covering the sport and I got really into it. I'm going to find my own little niche. So now I have my own site, bcbulletin.com. It's part of the Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated Network. And then I have Locked On Boston College, which gives me a chance to uh, talk about BC every single day, which um, there's uh, there's quite a few people that actually really look forward to that. And um, I've enjoyed it. I've done it for about two and a half months. Uh, no, it's actually longer than that. I've done a hundred shows. So it's way more than that. Oh, nice. Um, so um, I've, I've really liked being part of the Boston, uh, the lockdown family. And you cover everything. And I, and I don't know yep. if, like what the misconception is about, you know, our locked on college shows. I think some people think like they only cover football, but that's not true. Yep. They, they, you run the gamut, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, totally true, Chris. So like I cover hockey, um, I cover basketball, I baseball, football, recruiting. Um, I've even done, um, I've gotten a, a bunch of emails to like, touch on like volleyball and I, and I, okay. I make it, I make it like, you know, like volleyball and lacrosse and all these other sports. I don't, I honestly, I, I always, it's kind of a running joke. Like I gave the results of a sailing match last <laughs> week. I'm like, I don't even know what these points mean, but you guys have been asking me to give you smaller BC sports. Here's sailing. They won 10, nothing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> How do you get a point in sailing? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think 10 nothing is good. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but cool, man. Yeah. So um, that's where they can find you, obviously. And like you said, you, you, do, you do cover hockey. And, you know, in, in Colorado Avalanche world, uh, we've been waiting f 
for Mr. Alex Newhook to, to make his uh, trek over to Denver. Not in the NHL just yet. That is, you know, baby steps. Um, but let's talk about his time at, at Boston College. So um, I kind of want to start with, you know, the basics. Just, you know, what makes him so good? What are the things that kind of stood out to you when you watched him play yep. uh, that was just like, wow, this kid has it? Yeah, so he, Alex Newhook was a center for BC and he was on their first line. Um, you know, he was a sophomore this year. And what really stood out for me about Alex Newhook was, you know, he fit that mold of BC uh, forwards um, that, that were speedy. I mean, if you think of BC forwards, you know, if you're a BC fan, you think of guys like Johnny Gaudreau or Nathan Gerby, who are just quick players. Newhook is a bigger version of that, but he kind of fits that mold of just a guy that can kind of slice through the ice, get, you know, get pucks in. And, and, and is crisp with, you know, with the, with the way he moves the puck around. Um, now this year, new hook only played in a handful of games because of the world junior classic. But when he played, he was on a line with two other uh, forwards that ended up in the NHL, Matt Boldy, who is now with the Minnesota wild and Mike Hardman, who just signed a free agent contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and they had what we call the sophomore line and they were, dynamic like if you you know bc's you know bread and butter this year was their offense they could score goals you know they they would basically just beat teams into a submission and it was that line that really did it so alex newhook when he was playing really was the kind of centerpiece of that line he was you know he could get the puck to both of his teammates he made them both better um, I thought he was a great facilitator uh, in terms of, especially when he had space. I thought uh, Newhook was really, really dangerous when he had a little bit of movement out there. And yeah, like you said, only played 12 games this year from, from what I'm looking at. Yep. Um, but 16 points in, in 12 games, like that, that's nothing to sneeze at seven goals, nine assists. So you just wonder, and he was trending sky high after his first season. I think he maybe overachieved a little bit in, in a good way for his freshman year. I think people thought uh, he was going to produce like he did. So people were really looking forward to his second year. But like you said, got um, a spot on the juniors and then caught some. I mean, he got injured in the juniors, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yep. And did that that carried over? In, I mean, did he miss games at Boston College? He because did. Of that, he right? missed some. He missed some regular season games as well. So it wasn't just the World Juniors. He missed some time um, with an undisclosed injury. And, and it was tough this year with COVID to get straight answers out of Boston College because Jer- I don't know out of any sport. I mean, I, ta- I talked yeah. to Jeff Halfley for football, and I talked to Jim Christian for basketball. Jerry, Jerry York, maybe because he's older, didn't do any post game stuff. Oh, wow. And, and you see, so we didn't get it. We didn't get like a lot of information on injuries. And I don't know what was going on with New Hook. Um, but, you know, he missed some time and then he ended up coming back. Do you think because he was limited in his second year, he, he maybe should have stayed another year? Because that was after his first year, he kind of came out right away and said, I'm coming back for a second year. Yep. Um, and then, you know, things happen. Juniors happen. Injuries happen. Do you think his plan was always, I'm going back for a second year and then that's it? Or do you think he went back and forth with, maybe I should come back for a third year just because I didn't get a full season in injuries kind of bit me. Do you think there was any thought process of him coming back for a third year? Or do you think it was just time for him to move to the next level? You know, I, I look at Boston college hockey as almost like, 
you know, you think of those elite any uh, NCAA football teams like Alabama or Georgia, where they get guys that, you know, they hit that mark where they can head to the NHL or they head to the NFL and they can, they can do that. Um, and, and that's just kind of where they, what their program produces. And I think that's where new hook was. Right. So, you know, you get the, you get these blue chips. He was a blue chip, you know, BC, BC, if you look at recruiting rankings is, is like, they're the blue chip, you know, factory school in college hockey. They get the top recruiting classes every year. Now, Newhook, you know, he kind of fits in that mold of all these guys that come in. They're going to just play a couple of years and then head out. And I, I, I honestly think, you know, as a team, he didn't produce what they needed to produce. Like, you know, this BC hockey was number one in the, in the nation and then got smoked in the first round of the, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. But, you know, personally, I think Newhook is about as far along um, in terms of collegiate experiences that it is that he, you know, that he needs, he doesn't need to do anything else. Like, right. He just seemed ready to go. And like, he needs to get that NHL polish or the AHL, AHL polish to, to get ready for the pros. I don't think he'd get that experience at the, at the NCAA level. So I thought, I think it just made sense for him to make that move. And do you think, you know, you always hear the term uh, NHL level or NHL ready or NFL ready, NBA ready, you know, whatever the, the sport they're going to ready. Do you yep. think he is that <clears throat> right now? Or do you think, you know, he's going to the Colorado Eagles or AHL affiliate um, you could have a whole nother conversation about where he fits, uh, which is up in the air right now because the avalanche mm-hmm. are stacked. But um, do, do you think if he were to, if the avalanche had an opening right now, he could slide in there and be NHL ready? Like, because people are comparing everybody now, at least in avalanche world, to Cam McCarr, uh, right. coming in and being, you know, just pinning in the red immediately so now unfortunately everybody's expected to do that when you come into the colorado avalanche do you think he's there if he were to be slotted in to a roster spot right now or is it like i said baby steps does he need some time just to adjust to the ahl different city different team and then obviously he's going to make his way to the nhl eventually so i i think he's ready like you could you i mean you could call him up i just feel like he needs some polishing and, okay. and with, with new hook, the big knock on him. I, and I feel like it's something that he needs to get his feet wet with is, is getting into those dirty areas to get into, you know, like, you know, fighting in scrums to get the puck, to be more physical, to, to, to be, you know, a, a, a forward that can do both ends of the, of, of the, of the ice with forechecking and back checking. I feel like those are areas that he needs improvement. And I don't know if the AHL can kind of clean that up for him, but if you needed a player, you know, you could bring him up. He's just not, I don't think he's completely well-rounded yet. And I feel like a little bit of um, AHL training could probably do, uh, do wonders for him. Okay. And so in that aspect, like who, does he remind you of as far as, you know, a comparison if you were to compare him to an NHL player right now, uh, who, who would he most remind you of? So when I look at new hook, I think of him as, um, Oh gosh, you know, <laughs> I'm not a big NHL person. So this is <laughs> it's all right. I, I follow the, I follow the Bruins, but um, I, I have to admit, I have a young one at home. And so yeah. Was it the time I have to watch sports? It's all Boston College now, so I'm, I'm like completely out of the loop with like most of the BC, Boston sports at this point. Right. Um, so, 
I'm, I'm trying to think like I, like I would put new hook like kind of like a um no yeah I keep thinking of Bruins and they're all like well-rounded guys <laughs> um <laughs> I'm gonna pass on this question because I, I don't want to like have your listeners listening to me just kind of uh Boston guys all the time, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm only going to list Boston guys. And the only other one I can think of is Johnny Gaudreau. And I'm like, he's not Johnny Gaudreau because Johnny Gaudreau is very different, but I'm, I'm totally blanking. I apologize for that. No, well, let's see. Like he's, I'm trying to look at his, uh, his metrics here. So, and I, this might've been from a couple of years ago. So the one I'm looking at now is from uh hockey DB. I don't know if this is updated, but well, yeah, it must be um, 5'11", 195. So prototypical like he's not undersized he's not oversized i feel like he's in that uh good height weight yep demographic um and the the thing that the avalanche are built on is speed so does he have that yes he absolutely has speed all right uh he he's at that that's one of his i I think his biggest assets so that makes him a perfect fit for the avalanche yes like you get a guy that can, he can, you know, if you get a line with around him that can also, you know, move the puck real fast, he's, he's going to be a, a huge asset for you. Yeah. Which is, that's what their game is, is built on. So, and I think, you know, in watching uh, what I could of him, um, you do, you see the speed kind of uh, come to the forefront for him and all the other stuff, you know, I think, like you said, just with seasoning and playing more at a different level, all of yep. that is just going to polish. And so in your estimation, um, long, successful career for Alex Newhook. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think Newhook is going to, he's, he's got, he's got what it takes to be in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I think it may not be this year, but, you know, give him a year and he's going to be, you know, a second or third line forward for you right off the bat. And he's going to give you offense and, um, you know, especially as you said, the Avalanche are playing with speed. He's going to be a perfect fit for you guys. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we've been excited for him uh, mm-hmm. really since he was drafted. So um, it's it's right around the corner. So um, I, I appreciate you coming on. And we were talking before we hit record that how many players on BC just went to the pros? Five. So. As I said, there were the three on that line. So I already told you who about those three. Yep. Spencer Knight, their goalie, who was a Hobie Baker finalist. That's right. Yes. He is going to the Florida Panthers. And then um, Logan Hutzko, who's also going to the Panthers. Uh, he he left the team in the middle of the year um, after an injury that was going to sideline him for the rest of the year. All right. Five players. And so just like, I don't know if you fo- if you, any of you follow college basketball right now and college football, the transfer portal is a complete circus right now. Mm-hmm. Hockey is turning that way too, hmm. which is crazy. So, you know, BC is already, I've already found them linked to probably five new uh, transfers from schools. I mean, Colorado college is one of them I saw listed. Um, that uh that they're trying to get their team older because i think that was the big issue with bc hockey this year was you got young guys like new hook and boldy who are like 19 years old and then they ran into st cloud state who had 23 and 24 year olds and just beat them up so i think jerry york bc's coach is trying to fix that and 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 hit the transfer portal so all these guys that are heading the nhl they're going to replace them hopefully with older kids well it's nice that when the transfers are coming in and not going out exactly. and, and yep. BC is in the position to bring in the guys. So, yep. uh, yeah. So, I mean, five players heading or at least signing entry-level contracts. 
so you might be seeing AJ on other shows within the NHL network here at yep. Locked On soon. So um, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, if we have any Boston College prospects down the road, uh, open invitation to jump back on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chris. All right, man. So a big thank you to AJ for coming on and talking about Alex Newhook. And we will get Nate Dickinson from Locked on Golden Gophers on here in just a minute. But want to talk to you about betonline.ag. Before we do that, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And with football being over and college basketball being over, that doesn't mean there's not stuff to bet on. You got NBA, obviously the NHL, Major League Baseball, and you can even bet on award shows, television shows, or reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. You can do so over at their website or on your mobile device. And when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back. And joining me now is the second ever college host to join the Locked On Avalanche podcast. That is uh, Nate Dickinson from Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate, you missed out on being the first college host by about 15 minutes over aj black at locked on bc so but second is okay second is good just happy to be here (laughs) i can be here at all thank you very much and and you are on to talk about the avalanche highly touted prospect sampo ranta who just signed his elc uh before we get to all of that um yeah we don't get too many college hosts on around here so tell me about yourself uh, how you got mixed up with Locked On, why you're a Gophers fan, anything of interest that our people want to know. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, Chris, I've hosted Locked On Golden Gophers <clears throat> since November now. Just kind of got involved with the network through uh, other other connections. I was at the time working as a sports director at a radio station in Minnesota. So I it was <laughs> someone covering the team for a few years already working as a affiliate station with the team and broadcasting their games and things on our station so uh, i'd gotten familiar with the team that way started covering the team that way and just had gotten the chance to talk more about it through the podcast and i've been doing it ever since and it's been a whole lot of fun to be a part of locked on and of course thanks again for having me on the show definitely and like i said i asked aj the same thing um you know he covers a wide range of sports over at boston college i'm assuming you do the same Clearly you do if you're you're on here to talk about Sample Ranta, but you cover the gamut of sports over at Minnesota, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's been a whole lot of basketball lately. Right. The team's going through pretty much a whole big rebuild. It's now seven players who have entered the transfer portal on the basketball side, a new head coach to deal with all of that. So plenty to talk about there. Football spring practice is just getting underway too. But yeah, you're right, Chris. We do a little bit of everything there. So if you follow anything about Minnesota Gopher sports, we, we we like to say we keep you covered on everything. We start off every show just kind of letting you know across all the sports, the big ones and the little ones too, just what you might have missed over the last day. And I mean, that's what we do with everything over here at Locked On. So the people already kind of know how all that works, but it's just our little Gopher side of things here on the Locked On Podcast Network, at least on my end. Awesome. So um, <clears throat> is it difficult 
for the state of Minnesota to be giving up a great prospect like Rampa, uh, Sampo Ranta to the hated Colorado Avalanche? Is that kind of a sore subject right now? I, I mean, yeah, it may be more sore the, the fact that you lose Sampo Ranta at all, the fact that he's not yeah. getting ready to play in a Final Four right now, just the fact that Minnesota is not there um, doing that and he has the chance to go pro is maybe more of a sore subject at the moment for Minnesota fans. But right. As far as just losing Sampo in general, Minnesota loses great players every year. They've got the best recruiting class in the country coming in next season, too. Oh, nice. Always a nice little kind of carousel of great players going through that state and through that school. Very good. All right. Well, let's talk about Sampo himself. So kind of, you know, the, the same questions I threw out with AJ about Alex Newhook. Um, started out with just like the basic one. What makes him so good? What what stood out to you in watching him play uh, over the course of the years that he was there that made you kind of say like, wow, this guy's this guy's good. Well, it's just kind of been his ability to at every level that he's played at, which given isn't that many levels yet. It's not, and he's sort of professional hockey, but at the junior level through to University of Minnesota there's never been any question about whether or not this guy can play at the level. It's a matter of when he gets the playing time, just how long it's going to take him to become better than everybody else. Yeah. At least that's what the tale has been so far. He takes one year at Sioux Falls when he's at a junior level where he really doesn't play that much. The next year absolutely explodes in Minnesota. He doesn't do much as a freshman doubles his scoring output when he gets time as a sophomore. And then as a junior here, explodes for 19 goals ends up becoming all big 10 all big 10 tournament and now he's decided to make his way over to the nhl to try and conquer things there he's achieved so much at every level that just his ability to excel so quickly is really really something that sticks out right away i know you're looking for more of like the actual like physical side of thing but that's just something that stuck out with me right away as far as who he is he's heavy on the puck he, he Seems kind of redundant to say that you don't really score 19 goals in the Big Ten without doing that to an extent. But mm -hmm. uh, he, he did that. He scored 19 goals on a Big Ten schedule. He, he led one of the best teams in college hockey that was ranked in the top four from wire to wire the entire season. Mm -hmm. And he's someone who is six foot two. I mean, if you've looked up this guy's face, he, he's 20 years old. He does. He looks like a little kid. He, yeah. He's not a little kid. He's right. six foot two, 200 plus pounds. He's going to be able to be physical in the NHL. He's someone that once you sign this guy, you think about when he's going to be able to make an impact sooner rather than later. Hmm. And he's a guy who's been a goal scorer at every level. And it's just been a matter of time of him being able to get out on the ice, not really just him getting used to things. He's always been comfortable at any level of hockey he's been at. And he's done just about everything that he's needed to do at the college level. And we'll get to that about, you know, <clears throat> what's expected of him when he when he gets to, you know, whenever he gets to the NHL level. But was he uh, I mean, was he expected to I know, you know, being a third round pick and, and a lot of people are thinking he is the steal of his draft class could be <clears throat> coming into Minnesota was, a, you know, did he meet expectations coming into Minnesota? What was expected of him uh, when he that's where he decided to go? Well, a highly touted recruit is most players who go to Minnesota do Sampo came in uh, and in his first five games in a gopher uniform he scored points now 
those first two games that were exhibition games, they didn't actually count. But again, it, it still counts five games in which he put on the maroon and gold. He mm-hmm. ended up contributing a point to the team. So as I said, he, he's never had a problem fitting in with a team before. It's just been a matter of him getting the time to show how he can excel. As I mentioned, Gophers are always really good. There's always going to be good players out there. As a freshman, he didn't play much. As a sophomore, got the time, started to show more what he could do, and then, again, blew up this year for what he did, 31 points, second most goals in the country. He's Mm -hmm. that kind of a player. And as far as a steal of the draft, absolutely. When he was the third-round pick in 2018, you expect a guy to hopefully blossom into – what Sampo Ranta has been able to be so far. He was one of the best scorers in all of college hockey. As I mentioned before, and maybe we'll talk about this more too, I don't think he had anything left really to do at the college level, at least as from an individual standpoint, aside from wanting to still be playing college hockey right now and right. wanting to be playing for that championship. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and and like, you know, like you're saying, like, that's all that's left for him to do from a team standpoint, you know, and looking at his stats. Yeah. Um, his first year, six goals, 10 assists. Um, and then he got gradually up that every year. And, and, you know, his last, last season, he, you know, was 19 goals and 12 assists. Yeah. Um, while taking less shots, first of all, which is impressive and, you know, plus minus of 19, it's just everything you look at just the, the three years he was there, everything trended up, everything went up, nothing went down. Um, well, the only thing that went down was penalty minutes. So that's a good thing that that went down though. So um, yeah, I think, you know, as time, like you said, it's not a matter of, of if with him, it's just a matter of, of when, you know, he'll get comfortable wherever he's at. Um, and I don't think that'll change, you know, he's going to the AHL right now. And then eventually with the NHL, I think a lot's expected of him for the avalanche so but do you feel like there's any uh you know is, is adjusting to the college game uh you know maybe came relatively quick to him but do you think jumping to the nhl he's going to be like any other uh, other other prospect where there's going to be some growing pains or will those growing pains uh be lessened just because of his skill i i mean obviously there's going to be the growing pains just going to a professional hockey level this is still a 20 year old kid right now he's going to be going up against guys who are 10 15 years his senior that's (laughs) something that he hasn't faced off against before despite how good he's been even playing up in age groups and things like that at other points in his career that you could point out so obviously there's going to be an adjustment here but he has the size to be able to play in the nhl right now He, he has the scoring ability to be able to run with defenders in the NHL right now and again as I said as far as him contributing I'm looking for it sooner rather than later he'll go to the AHL now obviously but if he can get up here as quickly as possible I think he can be a contributor on the ice whenever the avalanche need him Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in what he's going to be able to do right off the bat because again high school level college level every single time when he's gotten out on the ice he's been productive from the start uh, I'd be interested to see if he'd be able to do that again. I believe he'd be able to do something, but obviously he's going to have some sort of a time that he needs to get used to things yeah, right. at the NHL. <clears throat> Which is normal. Yeah. Which is normal. Um, and, and comparing him to, to Newhook, 
he's a little bit taller than Newhook. He's a little bit bigger than Newhook uh, in terms of weight and size. But, um, and the thing I was talking to AJ about is the, the Avalanche are built on uh, speed. And that's definitely something that Alex Newhook has. And I think that's a good combination of what Ranta has of size and speed. And both of them can score. So it seems like both of them really fit in into what the Avalanche try to do. Uh, scores that um, are fast. Is that Ranta's game? I've, I've heard, I, I feel like the things I've heard about him is his speed is kind of, uh, is almost like undervalued. It's kind of like he has the speed and everybody only wants to talk about his size and his scoring ability, but he has the speed too. Am I correct in saying that? I mean, yeah, it's, it is the size that makes people say that because he's a bigger guy out there. And I'm not going to say that he has the kind of agility of somebody who might be a couple inches shorter and be able to just move the feet a little bit quicker, but for his size, yes, he's a very fast player. I'd say for his ability to be physical more than anything else, more than even the fact that he's just six two, the the fact that he can be the kind of hockey player that is so heavy on the puck and can hold on to things like that while also being able to be elusive right. in the attacking third. I think that combination of things, I, I don't know how fast I call him myself, but given what he can do in his skill set, it's not something you usually see out of someone that can do what he does, the speed along with it, I, right. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we always like to compare people. And when a new player is coming in, a rookie, oh, he, we can compare him to this player or that player. Anybody that kind of sticks out to you, a current NHL player, uh, that you would compare to Ranta? Well, well, I was actually struggling a little bit to find something. So <laughs> I, I thought I'd look back a little bit at some interviews and he actually brought one up himself when he was drafted in 2018. He said Jack Eichel was somebody that he likes to model his game after and somebody really? he really kind of said he wants to be that someone he plays like. So, I, I mean, he's the one who said it. I'm not going to disagree with the man himself. <laughs> right. So that was back in 2018 when he was drafted in the third round. But I, if he thinks I that's mean, who he is, I'm not going to argue with him. I think Avalanche fans would take that yeah. in a heartbeat <laughs> uh, and save – uh, you know, millions of dollars in the process of uh, <laughs> comparing the two contracts. But yeah. um, so, and same thing I asked AJ. So um, for, for Ranta, you are expecting him to have a, a long, healthy career uh, in the NHL. Any concerns you have for him, like, you know, off the ice, he seems like a pretty good guy. Nothing like kind of that's uh, troubling in that aspect or anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. I mean, like I said, he was all Big Ten this year. He was academic all Big Ten his oh, sophomore season last year as uh, I believe it was last year as a sophomore. So he, he's done well in the classroom. There's never been anything like that. I don't think even around this team. I mean, even if there had been something like that to report, even if it was small in the last couple of years, we've been in a pandemic. So mm -hmm. somebody would have known about it. <laughs> right, exactly. So, no, no, nothing like that to report. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think I would remember if something like that was. Uh, <laughs> it would stick out me. pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anything's escaping me. And was uh, Minnesota, like you said, they're you know they're usually a very good team, um, and and they how far did they go? They didn't. I mean, they they obviously their season ended early with the Avalanche signing him, but were I mean they were one of the supposed yep. top teams to win this thing and and didn't. 
Yeah, they were the, I believe, number three overall seed in the tournament, lost in the Elite Eight round to Minnesota State Mankato, which mm. is what's now one of three Minnesota schools in the Frozen Four, as okay. they call it in college hockey. So, uh, so St. Cloud State, Minnesota State, and then Minnesota Duluth will all be there in the Final Four. Uh, Minnesota was the only school out of the five Minnesota schools to have to play another Minnesota school in its little regional mm-hmm. thing and it ended up uh losing four to nothing in, in a pretty Ooh, good really? beat down to end the season which was surprising team won the big 10 tournament team hadn't been beaten like that really all season aside from maybe a game against wisconsin i think right. was uh, a couple of games were bad like that but th- right. that was unexpected the season to end that way and I mean, Sam Poranto was the leader of it, and obviously he still wants to be there, or I would think he would still want to be there and right. be able to sign with the Avalanche a week later. But as you may have, I don't know, talked about already, it was pretty clear that whenever the season ended, he was going to be headed your way. Right, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, for both of those guys, for Newhook and mm-hmm. him, uh, both thought the cards were looking like, no matter how it ended for them, it's tough to win a championship and you know, it, no guarantee you go back for that last year. You're going to get it then either. So uh, you got to do what's best for yourself. And uh, I think he did that. So, uh, but thank you for coming on man. Appreciate it. Always uh, good to talk about some Mavs prospects that um, they're loaded. I, I know you probably don't follow the avalanche as closely as I do clearly, but uh, you know, you don't host the, an avalanche show but uh they are loaded and it's going to be really interested to see where these guys can fit in i know they fit in somewhere because they're good so uh it's going to be interesting to see the chess match that joe sackick has to play to get these guys some playing time because as fans are excited for both of these guys so with good reason it seems so uh i appreciate you coming on and uh yeah if there's any future avalanche players playing for the university of minnesota we will get you on again in the future. Please do, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And uh, always appreciate the chance to rep the state of hockey out here. So that will do it for today, everybody. A big thank you to Nate from Locked On Golden Gophers and AJ from Locked On Boston College to be gracious enough to come on and talk some avalanche hockey and some avalanche prospects. Uh, Always good to get as many perspectives as you can as uh, your future stars. So a big thank you to them. uh, And thank you to everybody who tunes in each and every day. It is always appreciated. And uh, we'll get back to talking about some games because uh, they don't stop. Another big game for the, they're all big. So uh, another big game for the avalanche. We will talk about that tomorrow and whatever else seems to pop up. So that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!